your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. Good morning, Noreen. Good morning, Karen. And this morning we have guest Melissa Pohl, who's a visual artist, a filmmaker, a director and co-founder of the Three Fires International Film Festival, and many more things that we're going to find out today. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Well, this is really exciting. Melissa's bringing a film festival to Huntsville in in July. It's a three-day international film festival. Yes, yes, it is from July 27th to the 30th in River Mill Park. Um, How did that come about? Um, So it came about actually um, taking a film production at Toronto Metropolitan University. Um, I thought about um, how my career would kind of manifest uh, bringing in, you know, the arts and filmmaking. Um, And so throughout my PhD at Carleton University in Ottawa, um, I thought more about my final project and perhaps doing a final film. Um, And I for sure wanted to bring um, kind of like my skill set and what I've learned back to my community so growing up in Muskoka um, specifically in Bracebridge um, and I've always been kind of drawn to Huntsville because of like the you know the arts here it's very prevalent uh, with Huntsville Festival of Arts uh, the Art Society um, and it's just been I've been part of many events here and I found it really empowering so I really wanted to bring um, you know something back here and so when I was thinking about my final project for my PhD, I wanted to do something that was very interactive and engaging for my community. Um, And I wanted to create like a dialogic space, so like a space where people can have important conversations, but also like connect through creativity. Um, And then so that's when I thought, well, what about like a film festival? Because I've attended many film festivals um, in the city. Um, And so I thought, oh, yeah, this would be really great because it's not only do have the skill set in like curating since I've curated like a number of different projects um, in the city um, I thought well what if I curated film for my final project and then that's when this kind of idea of a film festival came to be um, and I was familiar with platforms like film freeway being a filmmaker before um, and so I thought uh, yeah this would be a great opportunity as well as a way to like empower the local community and bring communities closer together as well as kind of leverage the tourist industry to help um, support the local businesses in the area so I think it would be you really mentioned cool. film framework um, I don't know anything about that but I'm sure people don't really know how that because I wondered how do you put on a film festival it seems like film freeway helps a lot what is it Oh yeah, so Film Freeway is really, really great. So for any filmmaker looking to distribute them their film, um, they can create an account on Film Freeway and um, it's an international site. So any festival all over the world um, lists their festival on Film Freeway. And so you can distribute your film to as many festivals as you like. And there's very prestigious ones on there. Toronto International Film Festival uses it. Keynes uses it. Um, I'm pretty sure Sundance uses it as well. So like- It was something called Rain Dance. I know that. Yeah. 
yeah exactly um so it's just a really great site to use it's really user friendly um and so yeah it's uh it's been great for us we've had you know we've had two features coming in overnight and you know we're getting filmmakers from all over the world um from india from the united states from places in europe um, that's exciting eh? and so it's really really cool you have um, an early bird deadline coming up right yeah so the early bird je- deadline is january 31st um and so yeah we really encourage any filmmakers listening right now if you know any filmmakers get them to submit because we love to showcase their work and your PhD is in Indigenous Studies and Canadian Studies, is yes. that right? And film is a sub? Yeah, yeah. That? So um, it's an Indigenous and Canadian Studies. Um, and my focus is on film and curatorial studies. So I had worked with Dr. Carmen Robertson. Um, it was actually kind of a fluke that I came around curatorial studies because I was looking for an elective. And uh, and her course was actually listed uh, incorrectly <laughs> on the site. And it was called Race and Racialization. She's like, no, it's supposed to be curation. And <laughs> like at the time, I knew nothing about curation I was like okay I'm dropping this class like I don't want to fail she's like no 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 stay in like we need more people in the class otherwise I won't be able to have it I'm like oh my goodness I gotta help this woman (laughs) (laughs) it turned out to be the directions we take in life that's funny (laughs) yeah exactly and so like it was just a huge coincidence and um and that's how I got into curation we curated this beautiful um outdoor exhibition of indigenous artists through crown indigenous Northern Affairs Canada, which is the largest um, collection of Indigenous work in Canada. And so we we blew it up on like these big billboards and they're all um, posted up on the buildings downtown Ottawa right now. So it's really great. It's called Echoing the Land. And then from there, like I curated another one um, for the um, the History Museum um, in Ottawa. And it's kind of like more of a pop, pop-up exhibit focused on um, uh, sort uh, um veterans from the Afghan war um, wow. and how they live through PTSD um, so like kind of like their healing practices and what they do um, to kind of like cope with those memories um, so it's very interesting um, and then so yeah so this is kind of and then I did like a couple other ones kind of just at the university but then this is the next kind of like curation so it's the and film. that must come in handy when you're doing a film festival too oh definitely oh yeah oh yeah because there's so many come out components to think about like how are you going to place the different works next to each other how are they going to be in conversation with each other mm-hmm. what kind of artist do you want to bring into the same space like it's very much like a curation of the space what's mm-hmm. the space going to look like like so we're working through all that so there was um, a reason that you took that course oh yeah <laughs> for sure like, <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely yeah. how did you get into making films like where, where does your interest come from was it way back when you were a child or? um actually i was introduced to film making on grade five at Macaulay Public School. <laughs> we like created this like just really funny like we were like running. I remember we were running over this big snow bank and it was kind of like this adventure film and like <laughs> it was so much fun. And then so but because we don't really have any pro, uh, film programming in Muskoka, like I didn't really get to make my next one until I volunteered to 
film uh, like a theater production and then so that was like another film kind of thing that I made and I I just love drama class and so like in film when I was in film school um, like acting was like one of my number one things to do but I also loved filmmaking so much and so like that's where it kind of like came to it kind of sparked interest I guess early on in elementary school yeah you've been a visual artist for a very long time having made homemade cards for everybody in your family when you were a child how did you learn to uh, expand your abilities and your skills? Oh, that's a great question. And yeah, so you definitely did do your research on me. Yeah, I've been making uh, homemade cards uh, uh, ever since I can remember. I mean, like finger painting when I was like three years old, my mom would be like, okay, this is just so My daughter's brilliant. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny, yeah. Like, oh, she's like remarkable. Well, look, that paid off. Look at you now. You're remarkable. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I still make cards for people. Like, I just love to see, like, the way they, like, the way that they receive it and they interact with the words. Not only, like, the, you know, the visual experience, like, the painting, but also, like, the poetry on the inside. Um, You know, you get all kinds of different um, reactions. And so I find that as, like, a really beautiful experience. And then, so it's the same thing with film. Like, what kind of, like, it. It really like triggers human emotion. You get all kinds of reactions, um, and like there's this beautiful thing that happens with the art form that brings people closer together. And that's what I've always loved about art. Yeah. Well, it seems to have come together for you in this festival. What's the mission of the Three Fires International Film Festival? Um, so Three Fires International Film Festival, um, it's meant to uh, bring together Canadian, Indigenous, and international cinema to Muskoka. Um, and so we try and center Indigenous storytelling um, just because we think that's a very important um, thing to do. Uh, not only because, you know, these are Indigenous territories and they've been here for thousands of years and we need to start acknowledging that, I think. Um, um, you know, being in the arts and culture culture sector for so long in Muskoka, I've really began to see, you know, how we have that absence of like indigenous representation, that conversation isn't really happening between the arts and, you know, this history. Um, and so, you know, yeah, that's one of our missions uh, is to bring in, um, you know, indigenous voices. But I um, think you emphasize it's all inclusive as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like we have filmmakers coming in from all over the world right now. And like that's part of it is to is to see commonalities between like all these different peoples, but also acknowledging those differences and allowing those conversations to happen so that, you know, we can create stronger communities. Well, this is a good time to take a, a short break. Uh, we're here with Melissa Pohl. Um, I'm Karen Cassian with my co-host Noreen Mitchell, and we'll be back in just a moment. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. 
And we're back on Arts R Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell, and we're interviewing Melissa Pohl, who's a filmmaker and a visual artist. I just want to um, read a quote from Melissa's biography. Um, as a visual artist and filmmaker, she is passionate about art as social practice, collaborative methods, and localized knowledge to empower communities. Through her research practice, she has studied how film, and in particular film festivals, can transform collective consciousness as well as the laws and policy within a country. That's a big statement. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> well, yeah. Five words or less. There's please. lots of books. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, like, it's more of, like, like, not that, like, of course, people have always known, like, the important role that arts plays in, you know, society as a whole. But I think it's not so much acknowledged. And so just bringing forward that research is, like... Yeah, film festivals have like a huge impact on the way people perceive reality um, and the way people perceive each other. And that transforms and it transforms itself into policy and laws within a country. Like if you look at Brazil, for example, um, there's written pieces on how the human rights human rights film festival there um, transformed laws and policy within Brazil. So like you can see, so like, and like I've, I've talked to indigenous filmmakers here in Canada and how they see their films as having a big impact on the policies here in Canada, especially with the moves forward with the TRC. Um, and so like, yeah, and it does have like a huge impact, I think, on the consciousness uh, of people and like what they think is important. Um, and so it's through that story sharing that like we we gain more knowledge on, you know, what what communities need. And so it's that community connection that filmmaking kind of brings together. What sort of films are you looking for? Have you got an open mind to that or are you have particular things that you're trying to capture? Um, so like we have all kinds of films coming in. So like it's kind of so we have like uh, horror, we have comedy. Um, we're we're receiving like quite like it's pretty even actually for all the different categories of films coming in. And so I think that would be really great to like maybe you're a person that usually watches like rom coms or maybe you're more of a horror person. So like we kind of want to keep it open, um, especially for our first year to see how the ticket sales go, to see what people are interested in. Um, and then, um, but we are also looking at having like a horror, kind of like a horror chapter. So like Three Fires isn't meant to just stay in Huntsville. This is just our launch this year. We are hoping to eventually have more locations across Canada. So we're going to see about having more chapters focused on specific genres. Um, but yeah, for, for right now, we're kind of like all inclusive in all the different genres. Are there lots of Indigenous filmmakers out there? We're getting, well, because um, in our marketing um, and also in our mission, we're, well, and also on the call for films, we're, we're specifically calling on Indigenous filmmakers, please submit your film, right? So we are getting quite a few Indigenous oh, films coming yeah. in, which I, is really amazing. I think a lot's clarified on Film Freeway, on your, your particular site on Film Freeway, about what you're looking for, the submission regulations and guidelines, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all posted on Film Freeway, um, what we're looking for. Uh, and like we are calling on like LGBTQ, um, 
like communities to submit their films as well because like we think like these conversations are really important to have like we don't want to have like divisions in our communities we want like the goal is to bring people closer together by sharing stories and seeing other people as human beings so like we really want to kind of like you know go against like any kind of hate rhetoric with with like love and compassion for filmmaking like and sharing people's stories like we think that's the best way to kind of go about it you have a lovely logo (laughs) <laughs> who's on your team and your marketing team or your promotion yeah. team yeah yeah so um so we have uh ariel so she is kind of like our community outreach coordinator um and then we have hannah who uh who is um so she's located in gravenhurst and she uh she is our um, arts director, so she's helping with kind of like the imagining and um, imagining of how the space is going to look like. Um, and then we also have Sarah, um, Sarah Skullthorpe, who uh, is our marketing manager. And then w- what's really exciting is we have a whole marketing class, a third year marketing class, who's been assigned three fires <laughs> to create a whole marketing strategy. So it's wow. really great. Like um, This like, is through the Sprott School of yeah, Business. The, the yeah. Sprott School of business has been so supportive so supportive of this project um so kudos to them as well as the innovation hub kirsten specifically at the innovation hub she's been really great at supporting this project and honestly i could not imagine like this project would not be here today if it was not for spot school business and innovation hub like they have been incredibly like supportive of this from the idealization phase into that like the execution phase like it's just been so great to have them on and the logo is sort of like three flames (laughs) three fires uh, well three parts of a fire Um, it has some meaning doesn't it those three components yeah so like um we were thinking about like um you know what are what 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 kind of are the goals of the festival overall and we kind of thought so we thought that each flame could mean um community for one of them creativity for another one and culture for another one and so like arts and culture but also community um and so that is kind of like the overall fire that we want to kind of ignite changing the subject just for a moment can you imagine being part of Nuit Blanche Nord? Do you know Nuit Blanche? Yes, Nord? yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I've been in talks with uh, Dan, uh, the executive director yeah. of the uh, the uh, Huntsville Festival of Arts, um, and he's very supportive of this project as well. I think it would be really cool. Um, I joined the committee for the Indigenous... Um, for the Indigenous uh, the Truth and Reconciliation oh, Day, okay. um, the Indigenous Peoples Day um, here. Um, so, yeah, so there's lots, there's lots that I'm kind of involved with. And so it's just like, it's kind of like thinking about how Three Fires can be involved in this various like community events um, and kind of like expanding outwards from there. You mentioned a bit about your future projects uh, with the film festival, like having satellites of uh, the festival elsewhere. But you also had a very interesting component, which was about production for young people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's something we're working on, too, is like we're we're really so we want to put a call out to the schools because we really want to develop uh, film production workshops because that's one thing that like I wished I had when I was younger, um, wanting to be a filmmaker and like being so inspired by the art form is like we didn't have any film production programming. um, And for a large like and for a large part, like it's still absent from the curriculum. I think like film can be used in 
so many different. It fits like, into the artists in the school program that the festival and the art society is already doing. It fits in very well. I yeah, would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then so yeah, we're we're in talks with the art society, Huntsville Art mm-hmm. Society, about developing that program for film production programming, um, and as well as uh, talking to like the reserves because we want to, um, you know, get the funding in order to provide resources for um, for like for these you know voices to reach the film circuit um yeah you talked about a mobile yeah um, tell us about that a mobile moving component that goes from town to town (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so like it's kind of like i don't know like a four-day workshop where we you know where it's like really really quick rapid uh filmmaking where you're you know really so you're learning all the basic uh components of you know creating a film and then so the idea is that you come out of the workshop with like a short film um and then so uh we're we're still developing like the programming for that but our hope is to have Great idea <laughs> to have like this mobile production studio go mm-hmm. from like school to school town to town and like bring together the youth bring together like w- the filmmakers in the area that have skills um and connecting those creating those networks so that we can really build up you know the yeah. film industry in muskoka where's your money coming from you have sponsors tell us about that yeah, yeah. so like uh the nickel foundation has been like a big sponsor Sponsor, um, the Nickel Foundation. Yeah, so Sorry. uh Bruce Nichols, so um they they uh built Sprout School of Business oh, okay. at Carleton University. So um so he's like he he created like uh you know like a a foundation for you know new entrepreneurs um that are coming through the Sprout School of Business and Innovation Hub who can apply um for like sponsorship and funding um so that's been really great and then the sprout school of business and innovation hub they have provided funds as well and, and then canada council yeah so um so through canada council of the arts so i have like a committee um of professors that have kind of like helped guide the more intellectual academic side of things and so through them they also have big canada council of the arts grants um and so so yeah those are basically the three big ones that's great. great. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. What what do people need to know? What what important dates, important details do they need to know at this point, would you say? So at this point, um, we have the early bird deadlines. So we're taking submissions. Um, so we're, we are looking for more local um, filmmakers, if there are any. <laughs> I know there are a few, um, so call out to them. Uh, but also, uh, we are launching um, our tickets um, on Valentine's Day. So um, we're going to have um kind of like a we're gonna have early bird tickets kind of on sale on valentine's day so look out for that um, and where should people look um so we have it's on our website so www.3fiff.ca so three fifth ca um and so it's through our website um as well or you could type in three fires international film festival and it will pop up on google so so you have Facebook and Instagram, I understand, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of your visual arts on, on your Facebook, uh, your own personal Facebook site and, and uh, Instagram sites. I was looking at your art. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we have been you've looking tried. at your art. <laughs> Lots of different mediums you've tried. Eh? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Everything. 
Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that like filmmaking is one of my favorites just mm-hmm. because like it's so interactive and you get to like really work with other people. But you can use it all. Right? Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like it's like the skill yeah. kind of like I see it as branching out. It, like, you know, the skill and like watercolor really gave me the confidence in like other mediums and mm-hmm. like so, you know, that's that kind of that creative, I guess, um, confidence uh, really translates into like yes. other art forms. Your as academic well. studies have helped too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's yeah. obvious. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming thank in and you, telling Melissa. us about this. Yeah. This is really exciting for Huntsville. We, oh, we wish and you from well. Muskoka. and for your PhD. We wish you well for that. When is when should that be? Um, so, so this is my final project. So as soon as the final project's over, I'll be inviting my committee to come. Um, and then so they'll be giving me, you know, the golden ticket. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, we wish you well. You. And well, I'm sure thank we'll you. see lots Best more of you. Luck. Yes. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. Oh, I love to see you guys there. Thank you so much. We will be there. So, Noreen, um, I have a bit of news about the performing arts in Huntsville. The Huntsville Festival has the original Whalers coming to the Algonquin Theatre on February 1st. Jan Arden, my personal favorite, favorite on Sold February out. 11th. There's a wait list. Yeah, at Deerhurst. Um, the Huntsville Festival of Music, which is part of the Huntsville Festival um, organization, is from March 2nd to 3rd, and that will end with a concert of the Stars Gala on March 5th. And we'll, we'll give, have more information on that as it comes up. Um, again, your film festival is July, Melissa, July. July 27th to the 30th. Okay. And we, um, the Huntsville Art Society is a square foot show coming up at the end of August. We'll have more information on that as we go along. Beauty and the Beast, back to the Huntsville Festival of the Arts, is on from March 24th to April 5th. Second. Second. And that's at the Algonquin Theatre, so you can buy tickets there now. And that's what I have. How about you? I've got some things about the Huntsville Art Society. The uh, student shows are just finishing up. Um, that will You have a couple of days left to go and see the visual artists there from Huntsville High School. And that's on until the 24th in Partners Hall at Algonquin Theatre. And uh, coming up afterwards is Let Us Introduce You, featuring artists that are brand new to the Huntsville Art Society. I think this is going to be exciting. And the Mm. opening reception for that is on Thursday, February the 9th, but it runs from January 26th to February 28th. So some new artists around. At Chapel Gallery in Bracebridge, we have Into the Wild, which is Blair Mueller art on now, and it's on till January the 28th. And this is really interesting because he went away from brushes and does everything with finger painting. Oh, wow. So I think it's called Into the Wild, Blair Muller. And uh, at the Summit Center is a show I saw at Chapel Gallery earlier in, well, later in 2022, in fall 2022, and it's called Behind the Iron Forest. And that is by uh, three artists, Brendan Duggan, Connell O'Regan, and Bonnie Bues. So I've talked about that before, and I've seen it, so I think people should go and see it. It's a melding of wood, metal, and glass. Um, at Gravenhurst Opera House, if you're a um, Bee Gees fan, there's Night Fever. That's on January 27th. It's a tribute. And, of course, they have their package for 2023 out now at the Gravenhurst Opera House. And just to uh, wrap up, I will talk a little bit about uh, NASA because I was recently at the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and I just want to remind people about all the things that are done in sound art in South River. Go to nasa.ca. I think that's it for now. <laughs> Well, thank you once again, Melissa, for joining us. Um, And this is Karen Cassian and Noreen Mitchell signing off on Arts for Us. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We are Muskoka.